Hey mama, welcome back to the show. This is Melanie. I'm so glad you're here today. It lights me up each week just chatting with you. So thank you for being here. Today we are talking about self-sabotage. I'm going to be sharing four signs that you're self-sabotaging and also giving you some ways of how to stop. All right, let's go ahead and get in. Hey girl, welcome to the Joyful Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melanie, wife, mom of three, iced coffee lover, and self-care coach. I see you, mama. I've been you. You're overwhelmed by your to-do list. Laundry and dishes are piling up. You can't focus on what to do first, let alone find time for self-care. You want to find yourself again to get back to who you were before the kids, but you're stuck. That's where I come in. Let me guide you, motivate you, and teach you how to prioritize what matters so that you actually have time for you again. In this show, we'll cover topics such as faith, anxiety and mental health, motherhood, mom guilt, and so much more. Come and join me every single week to gain your confidence back, to step into joy, and to truly be who you want to be in life and motherhood. Are you ready? Grab your coffee and let's chat. Mama, we all get stressed from time to time, some of us more than others, but as busy women and moms, we totally experience more stress than anyone else, right? Chronic stress is destructive to our bodies and our minds. And I want to help you focus on a solution more than the problem. I'm offering a free and fun adrenal health challenge June 1st, right in my Facebook group, and I'm so excited to invite you to this. I'll be offering weekly coaching, addressing four pillars of healing, which is rest and sleep, nutrition, releasing emotion, and stress management. I'll also be posting your answers to questions, doing weekly check-ins with encouragement, and I have a huge giveaway going on. So if you're not actively supporting your adrenal health, then it's most likely being continually stressed. Now is the perfect time to start prioritizing your wellness and taking action towards healing. Now, adrenal stress and adrenal fatigue can look different in our bodies. This can come with headaches, lack of energy, exhaustion, skin issues, digestion issues, all of that stuff that can wreak havoc on your body. If you're experiencing any of these issues, I want you to sign up for this challenge because it's going to be such a blessing to you to learn more about what adrenal health is, but also how we can start taking those steps towards healing our bodies naturally. So what you'll need for the challenge to maximize your results and qualify for the giveaway is my adrenal health bundle. I'm going to post a link below in the show notes so you can sign up for the challenge where you'll get more information, be added to my free Facebook group, and be ready to start this challenge on June 1st. You'll be using my adrenal health bundle daily, and by the end of June, your adrenal glands, hormones, immune system, digestive system, and so much more will thank you. Are you ready to join us? Click the link below, and I will see you in there. All right, mamas, do you self-sabotage? Hmm, let's see here. 
So, there's a 1999 pop punk hit song called My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. If you guys know that, if you're from, if you're like in the 90s, you were a teen in the 90s like me, then you know that song. So, so the lyrics from that, the first verse goes, it's no surprise to me I am my own worst enemy because every now and then I kick the living sh out of me. The smoke alarm goes off and there's a cigarette still burning. So this singer like has a habit of putting himself down and just like falling prey to unhealthy habits, which destroys his relationships, right? So he keeps up with these behaviors despite warning signs and negative outcomes. So why does he do this, right? Why do we keep putting ourselves down? Why do we intentionally like try to sabotage ourselves when we experience negative results. Okay, so here are four ways that we might be self-sabotaging consciously or unconsciously, and more importantly, how we can stop these behaviors so they don't get worse. So number one is you jump ship when a relationship starts to get serious. So there's so many different ways that you can try to ruin your own relationship, but usually one underlying cause is you don't want to get hurt, right? A lot of us, you know, maybe you've gotten hurt in the past and you are scared. So there's a lot of fear in that. Um, so what you want to do, like maybe you've been, you know, cheated on or someone broke up with you or you've been divorced, whatever the situation is. So right before you really get um, serious with that partner, or that's even that spouse, if it's been going on for a while, you may find yourself picking fights or being extra picky about what they do, like nagging them more. And perhaps deep down, you want the relationship to end sooner than later, because what you want to do is you're trying to protect yourself, right? So you've been hurt in the past and what your standard MO is to kind of jump ship and just... Uh, it's kind of like the fight or flight, right, that we all experience. You want to run away before they break up with you. You kind of want to beat them to it, right? You've heard that saying before. So you don't want to become more vulnerable and get hurt like you have in the past because, you know, we're all vulnerable and it's really hard to be vulnerable with someone, especially in like a new relationship. But if you're married, this could look a little bit different. So you might be picking fights on purpose. Um, you might be just walking away when things get tough. You might be thinking of divorce a lot. So this can look a little different for married couples, but no matter what the relationship is, you jump ship. So how do we stop this? Relationships may have similar patterns, but obviously no two relationships are the same. So there are some myths out there about relationships that keep us from experiencing them. Not every relationship is going to leave you hurt, right? Not every one of them is going to leave you heartbroken. So it's so important to communicate openly and honestly with your partner. Express your feelings, but also express your fears. What are you expecting of them? What are they expecting of you? Because a lot of it could be like our own expectations that we're putting onto that person without even communicating those, right? So we might be expecting our husband or our partner to bring us flowers every night. But if we don't communicate that is our love language or that is what we want, how are they going to know, <laughs> right? So then that starts a cycle of you know, that self-sabotage, you're jumping shit because they're not doing what you want. They're not 
being who you thought they were. So communication is key with this. Um, take, be willing to take a step back and examine the root cause of your behaviors. And it's really hard to do this because a lot of the time we want to place blame on everyone else, right? We want to say, oh, they're the problem. It's not me. When deep down we know it's us, we're just afraid to admit it. We don't want to um, maybe dive deep into those things, those past things that have been hidden in us for years that have now start to come to the surface. We don't want to deal with it, right? So instead we run away, we cause fights, all that kind of stuff. So it's up to us to take responsibility, apologize, and then get down to the root of why you're jumping ship. Why, why are you behaving this way when things get hard? Okay. Number two is that you procrastinate on important tasks. So what seemed harmless, like when you were in high school or college, is not so harmless now, right? We all have those kind of things that pop up. So it's probably deeper than that. So it's more than just about being lazy or avoiding something you don't want to do it, right? Um, if you're a perfectionist, you might be procrastinating to avoid making mistakes, right? So we have to, again, we have to get down to the root cause of this. So take a good look into your brain. What are you putting off or avoiding? What are you really putting off or avoiding? Don't just go surface level here. Like it, we have to go deeper and be willing to go deeper to, to figure out why we're doing this and understand our behavior, right? Think deeper than just, don't just say, oh, I don't feel like doing that right now. No, it's a lot. It's usually a lot deeper than that, right? For example, if you're procrastinating about uh, applying to a job that you really want, maybe you're actually trying to avoid taking responsibility. Maybe you're just scared that you're going to be rejected, that you won't get the job, right? Because sometimes making a career change or having something there that's tangible that you really, really want can be scary. So we kind of tend to self-sabotage ourselves because we just don't want to be disappointed, right? So once you understand what's holding you back, you can try to challenge those negative beliefs and fears, right? Take one step at a time towards completing those tasks. Visualize a great end result. Give yourself a little pep talk, mama. But allow yourself to make mistakes because it's okay. You're human. We make mistakes all the time. Nobody's perfect, right? All right. Number three is that you attempt to mask your emotions. And usually people do this with either excessive alcohol, drugs, maybe even eating or overeating. So it's definitely not fun to feel pain or be sad or be heartbroken. Like nobody likes feeling pain, right? We just don't. Um, with alcohol, it's become a big, big hot topic in the mom culture, especially. And it's really, really tough. It's it's gotten a lot of moms into this cycle of addiction and it's it's really sad. It's it's honestly like really from the enemy that um we have something out there that's more addictive than any other drug on earth and it's legal and it's cheap, right? So sometimes we might be turning to these things to kind of take our mind off of it, to mask those feelings, to mask the pain. Um, a lot of the time when people become um, into drug use and, and all that kind of stuff, they're trying to cover something up, right? You're trying to mask your pain. You don't want to feel pain. 
And it's normal to not want to feel pain, but it's what we do with our behavior. It's how we react to it. That's really going to take us through either that point of, you know, turning to drugs or alcohol or going the opposite way and really, you know, staying strong, fighting, using a healthier outlet um, to really get to know why you're feeling this way, right? So feelings aren't the enemy. A lot of us have grown up in households or have been told throughout the years in our childhood that like you shouldn't be feeling this way. And I just hate that so much. It like we have to be able to feel our feelings. It's not wrong to be angry. It's not wrong to be upset. It's not wrong to be sad. It's not wrong to be happy. Like all of these feelings that we have are valid. And once we can self-identify that it's okay to have these feelings, even if they don't feel good, right? Then we can move on and we can start to work on that, the deep root causes of some of these feelings, right? So run away, running away from feelings is not healthy because that just leads us to more inner turmoil we might be running away from them and they might disappear for a little bit, but they're always coming back, right? (laughs) They're always coming back and they come back with a vengeance. So don't run away from your feelings. What you want to do is journal out your feelings. Allow yourself, give yourself permission to feel your feelings. You know, feel in your body, breathe, do some meditation, recognize, okay, this is how I feel. And it's okay. Tell yourself it's okay. And then deep breath in and out and move on from those, right? So by altering your state of mind by turning to excessive alcohol or drug use or even food is setting yourself up for a breakdown. Eventually, these hidden feelings are going to come out And like I said, they're going to come back with a vengeance. They're not going to be good. You're going to blow up. You're going to explode. You're going to take it out on others, which we don't want to do, right? So instead of holding everything in and avoiding your problems, allow yourself to experience your emotions, even the negative ones. And this is so important because society teaches us that, oh, we want to be happy and just live your truth. And, you know, all that matters is you're happy but no, I I don't agree with that because everyone is not happy all of the time. And we are teaching in society, we are taught that the only feeling you should have is happy. And that is it. As long as you're happy, you're fine. No, we can be angry. We can be pissed off. We can be sad. We can be mad. Like own your feelings stop succumbing to society's rules. Stop allowing society to dictate what you can feel, when you can feel it, and all that. Like, own your life, own your feelings. It's okay. So, if you feel like your habit with, like, turning to food, alcohol, drugs, or anything else that you're maybe turning to, to kind of mask those feelings... If it has become an addiction, you definitely want to seek some mental health help. You definitely want to join some support groups. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a struggle at first. It's not going to be easy, but that's okay because you can do hard things, mama. You can. You can do hard things and you owe it to yourself to do that, right? You owe it to your kids, to your family. 
All right, number four and the last one is you have imposter syndrome. Now, this is so big. A lot of us struggle with this. You've definitely heard this phrase of imposter syndrome. But what it is, the Harvard Business Review defines it as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So let's say you're really successful at work, you might still have feelings that you're not good enough. Let's say you're a great mom and others tell you how great you are and your kids like tell you all the time they love you so much and you're, you know, your husband's telling you all this, but you don't believe it, right? You don't believe it. This is imposter syndrome. So feeling like you're not good enough, that you don't deserve success in your job, in your life, as a mom, like feeling you're feeling like you're a bad mom all the time, that you don't know what you're doing. And you also are afraid that people are going to find out. So it's almost like you're secretly like kind of like you're an imposter, right? You're secretly thinking these people are going to find out that you're actually not a great mom and that they're going to think you're not a good mom. So it's really some, this is some really negative self-talk, self-talk, negative feelings, emotions. You might feel like a fake or undeserving of the praise. Um, So this can happen so, so much in motherhood, in motherhood, in, in the workplace, like anywhere. So how to stop this is to be your own cheerleader for a minute. Take some time, journal out your accomplishments, even the smallest ones, because I believe that the small accomplishments matter even more than the bigger ones. Fight the negative voice in your head to prove yourself that you're capable of doing great work, that you are worthy of success, that you're a great mom, that you are chosen, you're a child of God. God has called you to exactly to be where you're at right now. Break through those negative thought patterns. Be persistent and know and believe that you can break out of them, right? After real, after um, listening to this episode, you might be like, oh my gosh, girl, like every single one of these is hitting the nail on the head. I am doing way more self-sabotaging than I ever thought. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. Just own that. And just, like I said, allow yourself to feel that. But then write down some things that you want to change. So out of these four things, what do you want to start with? Pick one at a time. We want to start small because if you're experiencing multiple of these, then you can get quite overwhelmed. Start with one and start small, right? Um, just rest. Give yourself grace. It's actually very common and normal for us, especially as moms, to struggle with this. But the, the thing I want to tell you, um, the, the biggest thing I want you to walk away with from this episode today is it can be stopped. These behaviors can be changed. You know, our mind is an amazing thing. We have the power to change our minds, change our mindset, change our actions, change our behavior, right? It takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of practice, and it's not going to be easy, but you can totally do it. Um, and it's, you have, you have to believe that in yourself. You really do. So challenge your way of thinking, and your behaviors, and your behaviors. And remember to be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. Don't be your own worst enemy. Be your own cheerleader. 
encourage yourself, read some affirmations, journal out like your best qualities, turn like for me, I turn to the Bible and I turn to God's word because that really gives me the grace and the hope that I need to keep moving on because I know that I'm created and called for a purpose. And you are too, mama, you are created for a purpose. There's a plan for your life, no matter what you think, no matter what you think others are thinking of you, you are called to this very season for a reason. You are called to exactly where you are right now for a reason. God doesn't make mistakes. He makes us and he allows us to go through some hard things so that we can grow. We can get stronger. We can mentally grow, get strong. We can share our stories with others because stories your story makes such a big impact on others, even though you think it doesn't, right? So I hope that these four tips helped you today. If you're experiencing self-sabotage, if you really cannot like seem to get out of your own way, if you really don't even know what to do, like where to start, how to start changing this, I would love to chat with you, mama. You know I offer one-on-one coaching. So DM me on Instagram, click the link below, I want to chat with you and let's work on this together. I feel like accountability is so, so important, especially when it comes to any type of self-development, any type of, um, you know, mindset work. We need a coach to kind of guide us through this. And that's what I'm certified to do. And I would love to help you do that, mama. So let me know by just DMing me or clicking the link below and scheduling a time to chat with me. Thank you so much for being here, for joining me today. Hopefully this helped. I hope you learned something new. And don't be afraid to go out there to really own your feelings, to feel those feelings, move on into a positive space, and just know that you're not alone and you can stop these behaviors. It is possible. You just need to do a little work. Have an amazing week, Mama. Today's coaching testimonial comes from Melissa, a working mom. Melanie was great to work with. I was hesitant at first, knowing I'd need to be vulnerable and admit areas where I needed to improve upon myself in my life. Gasp, I'm not super mom. She has been there and has the background and experience to work with you through your struggles. Melanie is very easy to talk to, and even by having me open up, it made me realize I needed to adjust my life. Add her suggestions and advice, and it's a home run. She's laid back and down to earth. I didn't feel awkward like I was talking to a stranger. It was a great open dialogue, and I'm on the path to taking more time for me and ensuring I'm filling my own cup to be the best mom that I can be. Melissa, thank you so much for that kind review. I truly appreciate it. And I'm so proud of you for stepping up your self-care routine and realizing you have to start making yourself more of a priority. Mama, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you found value in this episode and that you learned something new. If you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and written review, I would so appreciate it. These reviews light me up and they also help connect the podcast to other mamas. I do an Amazon gift card giveaway every single month 
for one lucky listener as well. All you have to do is write your review, screenshot it, and head on over and tag me on social media at The Joyful Mama. This month's winner could be you.